right, all right, fine. I'll be a gracious host. How you doing? Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview. And being able to talk to you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics, in collaboration with Fourth Wall Production, proudly brings to you the 57th episode of the Four Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way, that way, is the red and blue gatekeeper of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick, and together we are your two award-winning Blurred Comic creators here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and and all throughout the Agents of Geekdom platform. Um, so if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review our podcast. Because all those interactions help us. Dang, Javon already up in here. Morning, Javon. How you doing? <laughs> Good morning, Javon. We need to make that I, part I of looked the, over of and just it just threw me off. Um, so all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Michael Watson in the house. Good morning, sir. Uh brother Danny, how are you doing today? Brother Kyron, how are you? Which one of these am I Breath. supposed to read? Which one do I which one do I keep and what I read? You read them both. It's the exact same story in each book, but you read them both. No, um, I, I saw what one of these covers are more exclusive than the other. Which one do I save? Which one do I put away? And which one do I read? Okay. So for anybody that's listening to us, Danny is holding up my amazing book, Starcore. He has the regular cover and the variant cover. The regular cover is the one, Danny, in your right hand. That's the one that everybody gets the option for. The one in your left hand, Danny, is the Kickstarter exclusive variant cover drawn by amazing creator Dan Bethel. Um, so you can read both, but if you want to keep one, you know, safer, I guess, for prosperity and for monetary reasons, you I would say the variant cover for sure. All right. All right. Uh, when did this become an a opening box show? All right, so Danny's now just going to sit back and read my comic, apparently. Well, this week, it seems like um, I'm the odd man out because our guest this week and Kyron are longtime friends. And, um, you know, Kyron has been trying to get rid of me on the show anyway. So I, I feel like this is this might be an audition of sorts for our guest. So. Okay, we've already discussed this. I've pared down your replacements to Javon <laughs> um, and a couple other people. Um, Moana says you should save both and just read the digital, which I am totally fine with doing that too. I can't. I can't read. I <laughs> I can't. I don't know why. I have trouble. I even tried with the... It's a good suggestion, Moana, for real, but I, I have trouble reading digital comics consistently. And um, I just prefer the, the the physical book in my hands for some reason. It's more expensive, and it's they take up space. But yep. I just prefer the physical book in my hand. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm totally in the same way. I love my physical books. I uh, I do read some digital stuff, but give me the option. Wow, somebody said they thought we they we got canceled. I don't remember us getting canceled. Okay. <laughs> if we got canceled, that's all your fault. That's not, I didn't. I don't do anything that's controversial. Oh, man. That drama over that drama over the holidays, man. You got people thinking we we don't have a show anymore. You got people thinking that that I'm not on the show. That you kicked me off. That I got fired. That we're fighting. That we hate each other. I've, somebody okay. commented. Or somebody commented in the in the in one of the posts that said that we weren't. They thought we weren't talking anymore. What's going on, man? Okay. To be fair, though. You did tell me specifically you can no longer be part of the show. Is that not factual? I did say that. I did say okay, that. Thank you. But That's, well, you okay. knew uh -huh. you knew that I was being sarcastic. 
You knew that I was not playing. I even put a smiling face at the end of the comment. You know what? We're not talking. We're not talking. Folks were really ask, reaching out to me asking if y'all were beef. Wow. <laughs> All I know is that I looked in my, in my DMs and you said, I appreciate this. I can no longer be part of the show. Um, you know, I I don't know what else to say. I thought you were gone. I thought you didn't want to be part of this. Um, Facebook user says, yeah, Kyron, you got us all messed up. It was not me. You didn't think, I was you didn't just think. telling what actually happened. This is a beautiful book, by the way. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Marcos Martinez, the artist on the book. He did an amazing job transposing my uh, intellectual scripture there. Uh, oh, it's Chuck. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Oh, right. that, that, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> All right, stir the pot. Just stir in the pot. <laughs> Do you want to stir the pot more with our guests since we've now gotten into our banter? And, uh... Yeah, let's 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 get let's get our guest on in here. I know you okay, have. Wait, 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 wait. I, I do have one more thing. Um, what comics did you read this week? And if you uh, aren't gonna say pull out exciting comics twenty nine. Um, with my my uh, cover, I'm gonna kick you I, off the show. <laughs> I would like to apologize. I would like to apologize because I my intent was to go to my local comic book store mm -hmm. and make sure that they reserved me a copy. Mm -hmm. I did not do that, and I did not pick up my comics this week, so I don't even. So I will be looking for a new guest host. Um, please feel free to email me at fourtalespodcasts at gmail .com. And go to your local comic shop, pick up Exciting Comics number 29 featuring my amazing cover, A Saw the Lightning Water, uh, drawn by myself, inked by Larry Haynes, colored by uh, the late, great Anthony D. Lee. Um, are you okay? I'm texting my guy now. I'm texting okay. my guy now to make sure I have a copy. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, comics uh, yeah. 29. Number 29. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, all right, We're good. Listeners, please do that. Also, go to your comic shop. Get get, get exciting comics twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, and thirty. Actually, but definitely twenty nine. Um, all right, I'm done with my 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 thing now. Um, do we want to bring on our guest? No, that's that's your that's your you and that's your blood brother. That's you. Y'all are Sacramento. Uh, Y'all both live in Sacramentopolis, and. Uh, you enjoy lighting the beam and the wonderful weather that you're having. So uh, it is still you, raining. It is still raining outside. Yes. Like right now it's raining. All right. All right. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Y'all ready? Here's, yeah. here's the, uh, here's my intro for our guest. Sacramento based creator, Ben C. Schwartz opened his shop, Empire Comics Vault in 2003 and has served the comic book community ever since. From food drives to collecting toys for kids, from free comic book day festivals to creative women comic cons, and from brewery board game nights to sponsoring the Sacramento Roller Derby, Empire's Comics Vault is committed to building and supporting the comic book community and Sacramento. Please welcome to the show the one and only Ben C. Schwartz. That was an amazing intro. Where did you get that from? I got that was impressive. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. I was like, man, this sounds really, really great. Like it was well written and edited and everything. But uh, <laughs> he's coming off the cuff with this. Uh, that was amazing. Thank you, sir. That that was the best intro I have had so far, and I wrote it. <laughs> you wrote it, yeah. <laughs> I was so that, like, oh, I, I really like this. His his about section in in on his Facebook page is actually what it's supposed to be. It's about him, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is wonderful!" Because I I never met Ben before, so um, you should be you should meet him. Know a little little about you. Well, you're a little bit far far away. You can't just come into the shop like Kyron. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, you know, like Danny is rich. Uh, he just doesn't like to show everybody how rich he is. So he can make a trip to Sacramento in like a day and, and then go back home. It's no problem for him. All right, sweet. Well, I'm, I'm usually okay. there uh, Wednesday for Sacramento. I'm through. Nice. <laughs> all right. All right. So, Ben, thank you for uh, being on the show. Uh, no, thank for you anybody. Guys for having me. Appreciate it. 
Oh, no problem. For anybody that isn't aware who you are, what you do, give us a brief description that isn't already pre-written out like Danny <laughs> just did. Uh, well, of course, as we've said, my name is Ben C. Schwartz. Uh, I am a Sacramento native. I love this town. Uh, I own Empire's Comics Vault. I've got two pugs. We And I, I self-publish, which is what I'm very excited about, uh, very passionate about, and I've been really heavily into over the last year. And I've got, what, four trades out. I've got more coming. I've been building my sub stack. And there's just so much to talk about. I don't even know where you guys want to start. Well, I mean, I, I guess let's... Oh, okay. Go ahead. I know where I want to start. Yeah. As a, as a comic book shop owner, I think a lot of the people, a lot of the folks that we've had on this show have been um, mostly, you know, new artists and creators. They don't have the the insight that um, you know someone who owns a comic book store would have. And um, you know, me as a new uh, store owner, you know, I don't do traditional retail, but um, we do have a space where we create our own comics and and um, you know sell here as a brick and mortar. So I know for me. I'd like to know, like, what would what would be your? Um, I want to hear about your history of opening opening the comics vault and and um, what that journey was like. So, uh, when I opened Empire's Comics, it, I did it in a way I wouldn't recommend to anybody. I I was young. We've been in business. Actually, February fourteenth will be our twenty year anniversary. Uh, or I'm wow, sorry, February first. February first will be our uh, twenty year anniversary. And I was, I was young. I was working a typical office job. I was just doing, going through the motions and I had a, a local shop and I go, you know, I went in one day and the guy was like, hey, you want to buy all this inventory? And I was like, and he threw some number out and I was like, no, why would I, why would I buy your inventory? I'm not doing anything with that. A couple weeks later, it says the same thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's going out of business. And and I don't want, and, and I, I, I didn't want his shop, but I was like, I could take that. And do something myself so i kind of sat on it sat on it a couple weeks later i go in and he says it again the number keeps dropping and so i was like i don't think i have a choice but to take this so so i did and i went all in like we cashed out my wife and i because we were young we didn't have a lot we cashed out everything we were like mm -hmm. we're, we're this is either gonna make it or we're gonna just we're young we can start over and no big deal and so we we threw all in and we built it slowly uh, you know, we started with a tiny little spot, worked our way up to something, uh, you know, expanded it a little bit. I did everything I needed at the time. I did games. I, you know, uh, sold the comics, obviously. We we rented DVDs. That was back in that kind of a day. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was it was ridiculous. And it was kind of the Wild West for comic shops back then because, uh, you know, we sold bootlegs of stuff you couldn't get because there was no Internet like it is today. So you wanted to start <laughs> one of the Star Wars. Special, we had it sitting right there, and nobody cared. You could sell that stuff at the cons back then. Uh, I love it. Yeah, because I mean, and nobody was doing anything with it, so they didn't care either. They're like, they were just like, let fans have it. So I did mm -hmm. everything we could to keep the shop running, to get it going, to build the base. And then as the years went by, I found I found what I wanted to do in my footing, and it wasn't your typical shop where you've got you know you're loaded up on CGCs, you've got games over here, things happening there. What I finally came down to was I, I found what I wanted and what my audience wanted, which was a purely reading comic store. Uh, I have got zero games in the shop. I don't carry expensive comics. I only focus on trade paperbacks, current book. And of course, one of the things that became my biggest passion, not because, only because I was doing it, because I was able to see how many people in Sacramento were, was the local scene, which in Sacramento and Kyron, you can attest to this there. It's like, there are so many books and I've got, I, we've got a wall just dedicated to books from Sacramento. So it's well, been not a just Sacramento. You know, oh, Sacramento. Not... have books from other, other parts. Like we, ha you have, it's yeah. not on the wear spider on there. Um, you have uh, Martin or uh, Marvin wins. The edge is on there. Yep. So, no, you're so, right. Yeah. And I explained it out because what I started doing is I realized that it, it wasn't just Sacramento. There's an entire small press community across the nation that doesn't have it, you know, they don't get distributed through time. And they, they need to have a spot on the shelf because I appreciate exactly what they go through and I know what they go through. And I, I try to express to people the amount of time, 
money, you know, and a lot, we're not recouping a lot of this. This is a passion project for, for most small press people. And so I like to give them a space to be able to put on the, uh, the shelf. So that was kind of a long-winded answer to how I opened the shop. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. That was perfect. No, that was perfect. And um, I I need to um get some of my comics out there too. I'm a, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send. You do. I see. Uh, Javon is Javon's got already like. I'm gonna send a couple. Uh, We're gonna, I'm gonna send heat, some so. some Ace Blade issues, and um, I'm gonna send them over to Kyron. Kyron actually has a variant cover, um, for my um for my Ace Blade comic book. So, um, if if you would if you would have this, I would love to send you a few copies over there. Yes, please. And and the one thing I, do, I I always try to do too is uh, shoot me an email too so we can communicate because I don't I don't like to just take in the indie stuff and sell them for their exposure. I want to make sure that they get paid for the books. So when I sell stuff, I, I want it to go you know towards the the product that's being put forward. So so please anybody anybody who's interested, please reach out to me. Send me a link to your stuff. Let me see what you got because there's always room uh, to put some stuff there. As long as it doesn't bump out my books, I'm totally fine with it. Well, well, there there is a process on the on the local thing, and you are are pretty safe, and I can tell you why. And it's not just because I like you. There, if there's books up there, and you bring me a book, and it's it's a, and I'm running out of space. If it's a book that you've got one copy, and I haven't seen you in two years, that means you're not producing, which means unfortunately it's got to go because I need room for new stuff. Kyron, however, always has a spot because no matter how old that book, Shaman's Destiny, is. The new book always shows up, so he's he's like reserving his spot every time, every year. So so yeah, you're pretty safe, buddy. Okay, all right. Well, we do want to talk about your books, and I'll just talk about our books. So, from our research, uh, we found out you've been making books since 2005. Yes, it's been a while. It's been wow. it's been a long time. It's been a fun hobby. Uh, it's been uh, great working with a number of people from Sacramento, from beyond. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been something that I've really enjoyed doing and the spark has really hit the last year or so because, you know, life kind of took over. It's been a couple of years since I actually really did anything. Last year, I just really started going, started doing production, marketing. And this year, since I did all my work last year, it's all about new creative. Now, what was the book that you produced uh, back in 2005? 2005 was the Continuum Universe. Uh, I wish I had a copy of the cover because Ron Lim, uh, one of, I think, all of Sacramento's favorites, was the one who actually did the cover. Um, don't, unfortunately. Uh, oh, that's okay. I, I, I got I you. Uh, oh, you do? Uh, Continuum Universe do. number one is what it was. And what we did is I had started to meet people in the shop, and I started to see people who wanted to write like me, people who were artists, but they didn't really have anything other to do than, you know, like sketches of Wolverine. So I kind of brought everybody together, talked to them. We had a barbecue uh, together. Oh, there it is by, by Ron Lim. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I should also mention Inked by uh, the legendary Michael oh, Dorman. Oh, Michael Dorman. My God, it's been since 2005. I'm sorry, Mike. I forgot you did that. God, it's been forever. Um, and so we brought everybody together. We kind of talked. Uh, everybody was excited. They, they were eager to get going on this. And we pretty much just randomly paired up writers and artists. And... Uh, it was four writers, and, no, I'm sorry, three writers, because I wrote two of the stories, and then four artists, and it just went from there. And the idea was that this world was, or everything in this book was the same world, no matter how different it appeared, because we have Relic and Ego, who are more of a mystical adventurers. We've got Unit TF, which is the Hunters, and that's a science fiction. You've got Spades, which is the... Uh, superhero aspect so that was the beginning and it just kind of grew from there this book kept going and it's an anthology so you get multiple stories in each one as we expand the universe and then many of these went off into their own books and just expanded the story there so so yeah this was the beginning and this was a hot mess when we put it out because we just wanted to get it done and on the shelf and a fun fact on this, Danny, um, one of our previous guests was actually one of the writers in this book, uh, Task, which uh, Ben knows yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. One of the stories of this book. Yeah, his is uh, the Surreal the Monkey King, who you see in the back here, uh, being flown. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's all Corey. That's all his uh, his property. And I hope that I see him do something with it uh, 
you know, again, because it was a really fun story. I love it. Yeah, I mean, the Sacramento community, the comic community, it's crazy how, like, you'd think it's one of those things where you say, oh, do you know so-and-so? And you'd be like, I don't know everybody in the comic community. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely know him. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love um, communities like that. The North Carolina is, is a little more rural and, and, and stretched out. So, you know, I'm always meeting new um, new artists and, and things like that, especially when we do combo conventions and, and um, you know, small press junkets and stuff like that. <clears throat> you guys have it's some always, pretty good shows over there? Yeah, we, we have some some pretty good shows. Like we have some staples and then we have some, you know, some smaller shows that you can meet like the really like the new indie folks in. But, um, you know, Heroes Con is, is here and then we have, you know, Galaxy Con comes every year and we have uh, um, NC Comic Con, which is, uh, you know, one of my favorites because it's right down the street. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's always good to see, you know, people that you've seen for 10 years and then also cool to see people that are you know just just getting into the um into the business so um what what do you how do you describe how would you describe like the growth of the indie comics um scene in your in your experience in your you know 20 years that you've been doing comics has it i know it's always been you know some of the some of the biggest properties in comics now started as indies you know spawn and and then you you know you got um, the Walking Dead and all these image books that started as like really niche indie things, and now they're these huge properties. How would you how would you kind of describe the growth of um, indie comics um, in in the last twenty years? So the indie comics have, have come quite a long ways. When I took over the store, <clears throat> excuse me, in two thousand three, you know the they was people were still recovered from the nineties. It wasn't quite the comic community is today. Uh, it was just the it was just a very core group of people. So, you know, we Batman, Spider-Man, all that stuff was, was still the main focus. But from what I watched as a store owner, it it was quite literally Walking Dead that, that broke the barrier. Like, I remember when it came out. It came out the first year I opened. And, you know, there was – I was trying to stock some indie at the top because I absolutely loved it. Walking Dead hit. Things just blew up people were more willing to look at it even though it was black and white a lot of people won't read black and white this book mm -hmm. like broke that barrier so you watched as it expanded because all of a sudden image became what vertigo used to be and what vertigo should have, should have still been like dc just lost that all together they've tried multiple times to bring vertigo back and it's too little too late image mm -hmm. is the absolute boss when it comes to independence and what fantasy horror it, it doesn't matter they've got it all so it was you know walking dead and then there was saga and east of west and it was just these little breakthroughs where all of a sudden it wasn't just well and what this is what indies did this is absolutely amazing marvel and dc you've got your staple readers you know you got your spider-man guys coming in every week you got the guys who love batman image comics in particular expanded that outside of the world all of a sudden saga comes out and i'm getting because we live close to a college all of a mm. sudden i'm getting college kids coming in where where saga i heard about this book so now the whole group of people because the trade market is so big that don't read singles they don't care about singles they i i'm mm -hmm. once every three months and i load up on a pile of trades so the trade market and the the uh, quality and the just the sheer expanse of independence that's now available has helped at least me because I carry a lot of independence really helped the industry as a whole. And I keep mentioning Image only because they put out the most, but you've got a lot of others making a huge splash. Uh, Boom is doing great. Vault uh, Comics is coming up out of nowhere. I made a big build. Or I hate to say that because they've been around a while. They just over the last few years just knocked it up. Uh, so there's a lot of great companies out there. Source Point, uh, you know, uh, Dark Horse, of course, still puts out quality things. So it's not just image, but they just happen to have the volume. Yeah, and they got that um that eight billion eight billion genies now. That's uh, I still haven't been able to even find a copy of that um in my at my local comic book store. So um, yeah, the, you know they. The only thing we, the only thing we even have on the shelves for that thing is like fifth printings of each issue. It's crazy. 
Wow. That's yeah. It's a. Uh, I've heard good things about it, but I want to. I want to sit down and read it for myself. Uh, <laughs> I love um, that. I love the concept. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 great, man. I I just love that. You know the community of creators. You know because I really think that is that's the foundation of comics. You know, even the mainstream stuff now started as a passion project. You know the the stuff that yeah. that has a seventy five year legacy now, um, mostly started just as something that a creator had an idea for, and you know they had to push to get it, you know, into the mainstream. They had to push to get it um, onto the shelves, and 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 now. You can't imagine, you know, comic books without thinking about Batman or Spider-Man. So um, I, I think that's I think that's wonderful. It is. And, and you know, as hard as it is on the, the, the real small press, the, the, the indie guys, even some of these guys working for, you know, Vault and Image, it's not their day job. They've got a job. These are still passion projects for a lot of these people. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, th I think the comic industry is very lucky that whether you are doing small press in your hometown or whether you are writing for image comics we all love this industry we love these characters we love writing we love drawing so it, it, i think we're very lucky in that regard and we can really be seen when you go to the convention meet these creators now i've been showing your books on the screen for people to look at um we have trixie here that's on the screen right now i showed uh an image of the continuum mm -hmm. universe and uh, ego and relic um describe what your books are about so for anybody that might be listening that might want to check out maybe a series or two yeah so we'll, we'll start with trixie Dynamic, obviously because she's right here in fact i was just uh, working on a couple new trixie scripts last night Trixie Dynamite is set 100 years in the future in Sacramentropolis, and she is an over-the-top, ridiculous, zany, Looney Tunes-style character, and she runs around with her little companion, Chip, who is a little robot based on the... I always get, is that, is that Wally? But it's actually based on the old Nintendo robot. Uh, from remember the one that would hold the little thing from the very first one he'd move and drop oh, the egg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Why am I not remembering that? Uh, if you looked it up, you would definitely remember it. It was I okay. didn't have it. I don't think anyone did, but it was on every commercial. None of my friends did. Yeah, uh, I remember. But, I remember it in commercials, but the um, I can't remember the name. Rob. Is it like Rob the robot? Rob. I the, think it's Rob. Yeah. I think it is. Oh, yeah. It looks like a looks like a, a Johnny Number Five, but it's a. Uh, uh, yeah, I never actually seen one in person. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, so, so you have all kinds of ridiculous things. And great thing that I think about Tracy is not only is she amazingly because she says the stupidest things, and so do I all day long. So it, it makes it easy. She gets to deal with Sacramento. I In Sacramento, I get to deal with local landmarks, people who are in the city. I get to deal with all topics because they I can touch bases on things make them a little more lighthearted uh, but I'll point with it without uh, hitting anyone over the head so it's really fun and it appeals it, it appeals to all ages like I've got kids who read it I've got adults who read it because just like Looney Tunes I try to include something for both sides because there's some things that they you know the kids don't quite understand that's in there so it's, it's really really fun and uh, like I said I was working on a my stuff stack up and going out to back tomorrow or today, Monday, we're seeing the first new on my website, webcomic, and then I've got new stuff coming out there as well. She's really, really fun to write. And Karen, you worked on it. Okay. Karen, you worked. Wait, what? I think he was saying that you worked on some pages for um for something. I did. I um, actually did a, a four pages, three pages for an anthology he did. I'm sorry. I I found. Okay, I got it. I got it. So I do not remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that. the image. It is it is Rob from Nintendo. R O B. I he do not remember this robot. He was and never playing games since game the and I don't remember this. Hey, let's see if I... Bro, you are bugging. Let's see. Let's I'm see sorry. That. Is that where is it? Do you 
There we go. Can, this is Rob. You can see him right there. So that is, it is not Wally. I have, I have not stolen it from Wally. Genuinely stolen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Going back to Trixie. Uh, yeah, no, I, did, I did a couple, couple uh, pages for it. In one out, it took place in a comic book. So you get sucked into a comic book. And I grabbed a bunch of local creators. And what she did is she, you know, in a way to showcase in my own comic book, other people around Sacramento, she jumped through all of these different comics. So you've got Melissa Paliuka, who, if you all are not aware of, uh, does Above the Clouds. And she is absolutely fantastic and one of the best people you'll meet. Uh, you got Mallow Man. Over here, um, where's Kyron's? There we go. Shaman's Destiny, right there. So, oh, so, so yeah. So this was this one was actually a lot of fun to do because I love sitting down and, and writing mine and, and producing it and doing everything myself. But it's not quite the same working with other people. So when I've got other people writing it, because I literally just said, you know, Kyron, she, she falls off the page and onto your page, and then he got it. He did see it come to life. Was super fun. Is it a dark horse? It was a dark horse. Thank you. I had got him coming to the shop on 28th. I don't even know that. Um, but uh, dark horse, sure. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff. He worked with Rick Remender back in Strange Girl. He, there's just a lot of, of stuff that he's done. So he hasn't done anything. Great to see him back. The great thing about that cover was he's come to a bunch of free comic book deals. I didn't even ask for the cover. He just shot it to me uh, one day and was like, "Here's the here's the cover. Use it if you want it." And I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna put this thing up." That's a great uh, name for a comic and a great concept too. Um, I'm definitely yeah. going to be reading that. <laughs> yeah, Midnight Comics says something keeps happening with the sound. I don't know. I, it looks like Ben has a little bit of a um, keeps choppy. cutting in and out. Sorry, it just started coming down pretty hard here. So yeah, grab that. So I don't know if that's affecting it. I apologize. Yeah, we're uh, Midnight Comics. Ben and I are in Sacramento, where there is a giant tornado uh, tsunami coming through. Yeah. It's a hurricane. Yeah. It, it really is, honestly. We're not joking. It it's been pounding us for the past well, that sounds bad. Um it's uh, been raining for the past week or so. Can't can't control when you get pounded. It's okay. Um there is <laughs> it's great to have it's a shirt. <laughs> it's great to have um it's great to be able to collaborate with, um, you know, locals. Um, and I, I heard uh, one of my, uh, Issa Rae said something in one of her um, interviews. And she said, you know, a lot of people want to network with, you know, the people that are at the higher levels. You want to get a, you want to get a Jim Lee cover or you want to get a, a, you know, a Scotty Young cover for your comic book maybe. But um, it's kind of best to, to network with the people who are to your left and to your right. People who are trying to do the same thing that you're doing. And um, I, I've I've lived the last couple of years by that by that mantra. Instead of I still I'm still gonna get me a a, a Brian Stelfreeze cover if I can this year, but um, I'm also gonna get you know a, a Michael Watson cover for Ace Blade. I want to get a you know Kyron Silva cover for Ace Blade because these guys are working in the same you know communities that I'm working in 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 that and it's easier to access them honestly. So I love seeing you know part of your book being. Um, having the characters jumping into different uh, <laughs> different people's comics. And uh, Shaman's Destiny always seems to keep coming back up somehow. I should probably, it's it's kind of a running joke on this show now that I still haven't read Shaman's Destiny. I should probably, that's, I'm going to make that one of my goals for this year. <laughs> the resolution for 2023. Ben, you froze. Can you, I think I'm going to have, Ben, go ahead and hop out of the stream and like come back in because you're frozen. And I don't know if that might help. At least I'm Michael Watson says that might help if you hop out and hop back in real quick. Let's give it a shot. And then we'll um we'll get back to the uh 
to the hard-hitting questions. So, so you 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 still haven't read Shaman's Destiny, um, which is totally fine because you know, not like I've read every issue of Ace Blade. Do I even um, have Shaman's Destiny though? I think you, but at least you bought Ace Blade though. I don't know if I even bought. I have all your all the Saw books. I have all everybody has all my Saw books. Everybody has yeah, Saw, and I yeah. and I read Saw, and I have Starcore, and I'm okay. gonna read Starcore today. Right. Um. All right. I might even make a I might even make a TikTok about Starcore because I, I just like it so much. But all right, um, wait, Ben's back. He has a better signal. The... Okay, okay, good. That, that, it's good to know that I can do that because there's nothing worse right. than realizing that I'm frozen when you guys are still moving and I'm talking. Uh, Brad <laughs> says read Shaman's Destiny and, and then read Shaman's Destiny and then convince Kyron to continue the series. Okay. Everybody wants me to continue Shaman's Destiny and I don't know why. Let's make Let's make that deal. Let's make that deal. Because one of the reasons that I haven't read it is because I know there's no more coming out. So if I read it, if I if I promise to read it, you got to promise to at least, you know, do another issue. Now, in, in his defense, that actually is a valid argument, because if I haven't watched like a television show and I hear it's canceled, I don't bother no matter how good it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not making any any promises on that i'm sorry i'm just not i'm not <laughs> what if what if what if i like it so much that i write something for it what if i like it so much that i just that i just go ahead and write aren't you I'll supposed draw. to be writing like two other series for me already let's make it three we can make it three <laughs> <laughs> and you need you need more projects in play don't you karen just, yeah no. way too much <laughs> All right, let's get back. More projects. Let's get back to Ben and his project. So, <laughs> <laughs> as a writer, as a writer, yeah. we only have a few more minutes here. As a writer, how hard is it for you to make any money back off of your projects? I mean, it's near impossible because what what people don't understand is even when well, you're, that's the even, show. It's <laughs> yeah, even when you're distributing, like let's say you get you get picked up by by a smaller small press person there's still so many things involved in before you even start to make your money. So as somebody who does it myself, the writing is obviously not free itself because it takes time and it takes time away from things that I could be doing to actually make money. So I'm going to count that. So I'm already losing money off time. Then I have to find a penciler. I have to find an inker. I have to find a color, a letterist. I can do the design uh, myself at this point because I have enough stuff. So we won't count that. Uh, but you've got to get a cover artist. Uh, it's got to get edited. It's got to uh, get printed, and the printing is not cheap. So sometimes you'll you people wonder sometimes why the small press stuff is, is so expensive because I see some people these days charging up to ten dollars an issue. It, it's because all of those things I just mentioned are part of the price. So even if somebody's only paying maybe four bucks a book, uh, I haven't printed any singles in a while, but I'm guessing it's probably somewhere around four bucks a book right now. Ten dollars isn't unreasonable, and they're still probably not making money because they had to pay all these other people. So, I I, I, I want to say I've probably not broken even because then you got to take into account, you know, conventions. You go to conventions, you've got travel, you've got food. Uh, so there's, there's just a lot of things, and I'm not I'm not trying to put a story out here. I'm just letting people know that all of these small press people you see at the con, when you go by the table, uh, you know, and check out stuff. It's probably just because they can't, because they have to try and improve some of their house. So, yeah. make any money. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I I missed that and last sentence, unfortunately. Yeah, it's um, it's it is a it is a hustle, but it can be um, it can be daunting to to do all these things. And I and we recently. I try to convince Tyron to, to to put his prices up. We just recently increased our prices to to seven ninety nine a book, um, because you know every, the prices for everything has gone up. Paper, cardboard, uh, artists are more expensive. Even in indie artists, you know, it's everything is everything. I is have not increased my prices at all, uh, so don't and blame I me. Keep, I keep trying to tell you to. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pay you more than you asked for. Um, from now on, whatever you ask, for, whatever you ask for, I'm paying you more because you deserve it. Um, so, um, but yeah, well, I definitely, definitely understand that. Um, are you ready? You're ready for my, my favorite segment of the show, Kyron? Yeah, Ooh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that, that was right, very well, unenthusiastic. 
<laughs> All right. So what what we are in, <laughs> getting at is this is now time for quick takes. Danny's quick takes. And if you've Ooh. never seen the show before, Danny has a rapid fire situation segment where he asks you five different questions that he has uh created after scouring the internet and all your social media and basically oh wow (laughs) um so let's go ahead and get to the show but we do want to actually talk about our sponsor of danny's quick takes which is uh agents of geekdom uh please go ahead and check out the platform and all their amazing shows that they have like oh i don't know free five star fridays five star That was wrong, but okay. No, it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> I love that last picture because because Kyron's so serious and you're just like you have this giant smile on your face. You're like ready for whatever's gonna come. <laughs> oh, that's that's the that's how we keep the balance on the show. I'm okay, always right. too high. Kyron is always somewhere between low and medium. So right. you know, it's low and balance. extra low is me. <laughs> And I'm not I'm not just talking about my height, okay? It's just terrible. All right, Ben. So, like Kyron said, I've been scouring your social medias. I'm trying to find things about you that were interesting and that I would like to ask questions about. Um, I got five questions for you. And you got 45 seconds to answer each of these questions off the top of your head. Um, most of these questions are going to be comparison questions, though. So I'm going to ask you to pick one of the other, and then our last question is going to be a top five. Um top five questions so question number one question number one star wars versus star trek which one would you keep forever which one would you delete forever and why i mean that's not fair that that is absolutely not fair it's not even asking me to choose between like an older and younger child it's asking me to choose between twins that came out at exactly the same moment (laughs) i love them both i mean and and they're apples and oranges. Star Wars is action. It's fun. It, it's you know nonstop. Star Trek is, God, it's Star Trek. It's so it, not including the new stuff. I don't like new Star Trek at all. Since we're talking mm-hmm. about this, except Picard. I like Picard. Um, you know, a Discovery would have been a great show if it hadn't been called Star Trek because it's not Star Trek. And the Abrams movies, you can just leave them. So uh, I, I'm gonna say I would. We just lost like all our Star Trek fans. <laughs> all two of them. Uh, okay i'm gonna say i would keep star trek and the only reason i say this i'm I'm sorry if i'm going over 45 minutes or 45 seconds is star wars i love unconditionally and i accept everything that they do star trek i can't i'm like that's not star trek this is my star trek so if i had to choose i'm keeping star trek you feel that you feel the ownership with star trek and 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 for you it seems like star wars is more just entertainment okay i enjoyed this i enjoy that I'll take all that, but you feel it's the ownership. Fun, but I do, and the thing is with Star Trek is Star Trek is supposed to be something cerebral. It's not supposed to be all action and firing lightsabers. So you can watch episode after episode, and there's not a single lightsaber, or, or I'm sorry, lightsaber uh, phaser fired. <laughs> so, fire, yeah. so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to take Star Trek. Okay, this one, this I didn't is know one that was my answer until you asked. That is, this is like life changing moment. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. Um, this isn't one of my questions, but what is your favorite uh, Star Trek series? Wait, wait, Deep wait. Space. What? It's only supposed to be five questions. I know. Deep Space, Deep Space Deep, Nine. I love Deep. I love Deep Space Nine. Also, Deep Space Nine is is wonderful. Voyager was my favorite for a long time, but I like Voyager. Um, that that Benjamin Cisco yeah. and the the new comics too. I I got to catch up on the new comics because uh, that first that first issue was really good. Um. Okay. Question uh, number two. Sidebar, um, Ben, Dan just texted me, and he says that your uh, your take on Picard and Discovery and all that's wrong. So, <laughs> all right, we'll have to talk about that later. That's a, that's a, that's the eighth question. We'll t- yeah. <laughs> all right. Question number two. Um, 
you can only continue one career path. Um, would you be a comic book creator for the rest of your life, or would you be a store owner for the rest of your life? Unfortunately, this is an easy one. If I if I could choose just one and I, I could actually make money at it, it would be the creator. And it wouldn't be because I don't enjoy doing empires. I absolutely love doing empires. But the the, the sheer love I have when I sit down to, do, to write, it, it, it's not the same. I don't have the love when I sit down to order every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the great thing is, I, I mean, I, I get to see a lot of great people at Empires and I have a really good time because, you know, it's such a fun environment, but I, I wouldn't make it. I mean, I, it, I would still see those people. I would be able to do conventions. I would be at the local shop. So, so I would still get as a writer, I think the best of both worlds. So if you want, Danny could buy your shop and just pay you out so you can, you know, create for the rest of your life if you want. That sounds great. We'll talk right after this. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's only one of his piggy banks. He has multiple piggy banks over there. That that is the bring out bring out the Goku. <laughs> Gotta bring out the big bucks. <laughs> um, okay. Question number three. Um, which is more important for the for the future of comic books? Is it the art or the story? So you clearly, obviously, clearly, obviously, you obviously can't have one without the other. They're they're both inherently part of the medium. So you you have to have both. What's more important to me? Well, there has not been a book that is so badly drawn that I won't read it if it's well written. I will not necessarily read a book that's wonderfully drawn but has a horrible story. So. I'm going to go with writing, but you need them both. <laughs> I I a hundred percent agree with you. I a hundred percent agree with you, Ben. Um, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> both of y'all are wrong. <laughs> oh, but you got especially, your both the courts. Especially growing up in the nineties. There were so many horrible written books that looked fabulous. So <laughs> we've all done it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But, but not anymore. There's not enough time in the day. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Um number 4. Question number 4. Tell us why pugs are better than all other dogs. Uh well, pugs are better than all other dogs for a number of reasons. Now, I grew up with large dogs. I never had a small dog. We were in an apartment. My wife wanted something. So we uh, we we went and looked at that things. We stupidly went and looked at potbelly pigs, and they ha- have the the most ridiculous scream you've ever heard. Uh, oh wow! Don't look at me like that, Karen. It was a possibility. <laughs> I'm just so trying we, to think. Where are you going to put a potbelly pig? Well, we in? didn't know. We were we were looking at a, a possibility. So the next thing we do is she's like, "What about a pug?" And I look and I say, "Oh yeah, fine. We'll we'll, we'll, we can try it. So we went and and we picked one out. We looked and we ended up coming home with one. And and that was our first pug Emperor Nero. And a month later, I went and got the next one in Mm Narnia. I was, I was absolutely in love. They have the most personality that I have seen in in a dog. And like I said, I've had dogs my entire life. They're just so unique. The, the, they're little lap warmers. So you've got them, you know, on your lap. You don't even need like a blanket during the winter. They're they're absolutely perfect. They they're they're very intelligent. They're cute. Uh, they're people uh, dogs because they you know I take them to the store all the time and they're just absolutely amazing with people. So I'm I, I my wife says I'm obsessed. I say it's a passion. I agree with your wife. <laughs> you told me. You sold me with uh, you don't need a blanket during the winter. You sold me. I'm gonna get a yeah, pug. Yeah. <laughs> I can only have him anymore. I love it. I love it. Okay, number five. All right. So, um, if you if you don't know, um, we also have another show called Top Five Live where we um do top five lists of for every week. Um, Kyron has been on the show plenty of times. Um, it's uh, John Stokes, myself, and Morgan Iverson. So I'll always try to get our guests to do a top five list off the top of head for the question number five. Um, and your top five, I want to know your top five comics um, of 2023. What is your prediction of the top five comics of 2023? What will be the top five best comics of this year? Oh my God, that's so rough. Uh, so uh, 
let's let's just start with this. I'm going to just throw five out that I think are top. This is in no particular order. Uh, Tom Taylor's Nightwing is one of the best things on the shelf. The, the man just brings absolute passion to that book. Uh, and I'm not going to do all these, but his nice house on the lake is just okay. incredible. And that 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 is like that should be an image book. Step by Bloody Step is probably one of them. It is a silent comic book, which makes it extremely hard to tell a really great story that way because you have to convey everything with the art, and and they did just a wonderful job. Uh, let me scour the shelf here for a second while I'm thinking. God, these top five on the, on the spot is killing me. Um, let's see. Star Trek. Once upon a once upon a time at the end of the world by Jason Aaron, very unique oh. book, great art, like really great art. Just a story of this young girl who is traveling the wasteland, uh, meets a, a young boy who's been secluded from the apocalypse, and he tags along with her. So it's dark, but it's also really light. Was that three? That's four. That's four. 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 That's four. Okay, four. Let's see what. Uh... Oh, and another indie that I really enjoyed, and I believe this was actually a Substack first, was uh, uh, Night of the Live or Night of the Ghoul by Snyder. It was only a three issue miniseries with Frank Avia doing the art. And what I like about it is I like horror. I'm not a huge horror guy, but I like horror when it's suspenseful horror. And it's the story of a father and son tracking down an old film connected with uh, insanity and all kinds of mysteries and rumors and they discover uh, the the creator and things go downhill from there but it's very suspenseful really keeps you on your toes frank avia's art just nails it because his colors um, are very muted in a lot of ways so he'll he has flashback stuff he has current stuff he has things that keep you keeps it really dark so yeah i think those would be five that first come to mind now i, I do want to point out that out of the five books he mentioned I didn't mention Starcore. Well, no, well, no. But I, obviously, I knew that was number six if you had done six. But um, yeah, obviously, I do yeah. want to mention that number three was a story that was just art, and then I think it was number four that you said had <laughs> the art was the best thing about the book. So I just want to preface this off of the answer you gave on <laughs> question but, three, but, which was story over art. So I just want I just want to point but, that out. Illustration, illustration is art through story, though. So art, the art in the comic should tell the story. So you can't have that art without the. We're not we're not going to have this discussion this early in twenty twenty three, Tyron. But what what I found fascinating about that list was that I think only one of your choices was a superhero comic, right? Nightwing is the only one that is a that is a superhero comic book that you uh. That you predicted and, for 2023. Yeah, and there, True. there's been good, good, there's been great superhero comics out there, don't get me wrong. But, and I love my tights. I love my, my Spider-Man. I love reading my X-Men. But sometimes it becomes, a, it becomes just a little stale. You know, I've been reading these things mm -hmm. for 40 years. So, you know, Pete losing his job and, and being on hard times again. You know, I've seen it. How many times have I seen it? But Nightwing, Tom Taylor, it, he brings heart to that book like you would not imagine. It, it, it is literally a book where I will turn the page and a, a tear will roll down my cheek because it's so heartwarming. Or he will have me laughing out loud as I'm reading it. So, yeah, that's why it made it when none of the others did. I love it. I love it. I'm, I love the diversity that's coming in comics and, and that um, that more types of people, like you said earlier, you got uh, you got uh, teenagers and college students who are who are getting into comics and and I love it. Absolutely. And you know what? The, before we go, but you know what? The interesting thing about that is you talked about people. The we lost a generation of, of kids that didn't read comics, especially boys. Like video games and the internet, it, it took it over. I'm seeing over the last five or six years, I'm seeing a ton of kids come back into comics. It's great. Like them, okay. they want to read it. Their parents want to read it. And what the interesting thing about it is. I would say about 75% of them are little girls, which means in 20 years, the industry could be completely flipped. I love it. I love it. It's always growing and changing. And that's, 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 that's what's wonderful about comic books. 
All right. So I do want to. I realize I need to bring back the clock. I I, I haven't He's done like, a clock. that. I, went on way too long. <laughs> well, we had a clock originally with this for the first year and a half, but then with restream, it just it didn't work properly. So I need to figure out another way to bring back the clock. Um, I mean, cancel. <laughs> we couldn't so afford the clock anymore. We got. <laughs> All right, let's get to the, wait, get to the comments before we, because we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, Fish says there's a lot of great books. You could switch out the artist and it'd be just as good, but couldn't switch out the right yeah. as easily. I still finish. Whatever. Uh, Brad said your first two picks, I'm assuming your top five pick, are spot on in his opinion. So great. Perfect. Uh, the others, not so much. Yeah. Javon is out there just talking about himself, so we're not even actually going to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, here's a comment. Uh, Javon says, comics are marketing and viewed through the visuals. They will always be more important. Thank you. Okay. All right. We love artists. We do love artists. You better say that. Otherwise, I'm going to tear up these cover I just started for uh, (laughs) Battle of the Black Rose. (laughs) I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. All right, Ben. Uh, We only have a couple minutes left. Um, where can people find your work, your books? Um, maybe check out your just you, I guess, like social media things yeah, like that. Yeah, for the shop. But pretty much everything is Ben C. Schwartz, S C H W A R T Z. Oh, right there, you're on it. Um, and of course, focusing on Substack. So please check out Ben. Subdeck.com. I just started, so there's some posts and it's up. But starting Monday, we're getting the end of my web comics. We're going to have new stories from her. And then, of course, the Continuum Universe is finally continuing after the two trades I put together. And it's only on Substack. Oh, all right. I will. Okay. So, what about ContinuumPress.com? Do, do we need to go yeah, there anymore? Or everything, just... If you go to BendySchwartz.com, it's basically the hub that sends you okay. everything. So, so okay. any of them works, and they all, if you want to contact me, or, and if you want to get a hold of me about putting your books on the shelf, we talked about there. any of the messages you find. So, uh, we can get some new fresh stuff this year. All right. Danny, where can we find all your work uh, and you, I guess? Uh, if you're looking for me, um, the best place to find me is on our website, www.fourthwallpros.com. If you want to get with me on social media, it's at the Ace Blade on all social media, except for YouTube. YouTube is Fourth Wall Comics, but um, that's where you can find me. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you and can find all my need to promote before we leave. I have. I am ready. Okay, don't don't try to. <laughs> Anyways, you can find me at TaurusComics.com. Um, you can find me on social media at Taurus Comics at Twitter, TikTok. Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can want to get a shirt like this, TaurusComics.com. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, you can go back to our website, which is fourtalespodcast.com. Find all our previous episodes there. Um, make sure, though, that you, you know, like, subscribe, do whatever you need to do so we can get a bigger audience, all that good stuff. But do not leave the Agents of Geekdom channel because right after us, what is it called? The FSK Garage Sale? Is that is that my understanding? The FSK, yes, FSK Garage, garage Sale. sale. They're um, going to be offering some good stuff, uh, from what I hear. And um, okay, I'm gonna have to jump on and see if I can't get me some physical art. Y'all know I love physical art, so I have to jump on and see if I can get. So check out the Age of Geekdom platform. You can go to Twitch. Age of Geekdom looks like they're going to be selling art, character sheets, um, original art, comic pages. Uh, only this weekend, starting right after our show. So please check it out. But don't forget to join us next week, where we're going to have. Who are we going to have? Oh, that's right. We're going <laughs> to. I forgot who we're going to have here, and I cannot find my note anymore. Uh, do you know who we're going to have? Someone next week. Lloyd Jones. Lloyd Jones, we're going to have next week from Midnight Comics. I feel bad because he was just in the chat. Oh. This, is why you should, this is why you should schedule the show so you remember. 
for who's coming. No, well, no okay. I'm not going to. But I had it in my show notes. Like I was looking for it, but my show notes got messed up because I had to share other stuff. <laughs> but Lloyd Jones will be this on. We're, we're we're never take about... a Just do the show every week so we don't fall off. Let all right, we're we're good. <laughs> all right. You know what? That's it. The show is done for today. Please take care of yourselves. Until next time, sayonara, goodbye. <laughs> we are out. <laughs> I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say.